me the brandy. Everybody shout. Welcome everyone to the Keystone Connection podcast, where we are here to discuss only the most important topics in this wide world of sport that we live in. This is Vince from the Steel City, she's Pam from the City of Brotherly Love, and believe it or not, we are still married. It's East meets West, so let's get right to it. We are back here on the Keystone Connection podcast. October 26, 2018. The local teams had a bye week. They were off. We were off. But we are back and we got a whole lot to talk about. Lots going on. As always, you can download the Keystone Connection podcast on iTunes or whatever podcast application you may choose. And whenever you do that, it is 100% free of charge make sure you subscribe to it that's the best way to listen to the show you could also follow us at kfc podcast 17 on twitter get the latest updates from the show we got a lot to talk about we got to get on it ladies and gentlemen uh, let's get ready to rumble steelers in action this week against the cleveland Browns, coming off a bye uh, played the bronze in the first week. It was a tie ball game. Very disappointing here. And the Steelers got to keep this thing rolling. They're playing the bronze for a second time. What do they need to do differently than the first game in order to make sure that they come out victorious and not tie? Well, the Browns are a different team. They have a different they quarterback. Are. They traded Carlos Hyde last week. Um, so I think... In terms of what they need to do to win, they need to stop the run with Chubb. Chubb's been oh, really? running really great. Okay. Um, I think that's going to be one of the, the keys to the game. And I think this offense just needs to put up a lot of points because this Browns offense doesn't have the firepower to go up against the Steelers offense, especially the Browns receivers. Yeah, uh, I have been impressed with some of the stuff the Browns have been doing on offense, and we're going to get to that a little bit later. But what I want to talk to you about right now is this Miles Garrett cat. Oh, yeah. They have to find a way well, to stop this Gilbert's guy. Well, Gilbert's out. And that was what I was about to bring up. Marcus Gilbert, he is out. Uh, Finer. Filer. Filer. Matt Filer. Filer is going to be making a start at right tackle. That has me concerned. I expect Garrett to be lined up over him. This guy was a terror in the first game. Big problem to deal with. How do you think the Steelers are going to be able to block this guy? They're not. They better hope that the... <laughs> well, <laughs> they, I mean, they, they may. They may put a second guy on them, but um, Steelers maybe should hope that they get some uh, rough in the passer calls because Garrett is a beast. This guy, he can change a football game. There's and Denzel no Ward on the, in the corner position is great, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we got to stop Garrett. we got to double-team this guy. Maybe mm-hmm. even triple-team him. We might have to. And then, like you said, we got to stop the run, force Baker to beat us. Mm-hmm. Oh, just the process. 
speaking of this Baker Mayfield, this guy was not in the ball game the first time the Steelers played him. Uh, and this guy has shown that he's got some moxie. He's shown that he's got some good accuracy. He's a tough competitor. We saw that at OU. And he's, he's playing a little bit better than uh, Tyrod Taylor was. Tyrod. As the bronze quarterback. Uh, are you worried about this guy coming in here? The Steelers aren't too familiar with him. He's not familiar with us either. Are you worried about this this guy at all? No, not at all. I think he's a rookie and he's been playing like one. Um, not that Tarad was lighting the world on fire, but the Browns also don't have good receivers. Callaway has dropped so many passes, it's insane. The one position I am worried about, other than Chubb, is I'm worried about Najoku. Yeah, because yeah, the Steelers yeah. historically can't guard tight ends, and they haven't shown any differently, letting Austin Hooper catch like 12 passes in that game. Um, so I think, honestly, taking away Najoku and let making Baker throw the long pass in this game would be the Steelers' wise move. I, I 100% agree with you. you. You know, you talk about a guy like Garrett, and then this guy, Najoku, these guys are good enough to play for any team in the league. They're that good. This Njoku is tough. He's fast. He's hard to bring down. Uh, it's going to be a challenge. I don't know if they're going to have Edmonds on him. I'm not quite sure what they're going to do. Uh, but they got to put a body on him for sure. It's, it's going to be a tough matchup. It really is. We set responsibility for that. Me out front. And uh, we'll move forward. Well, we, we talked about we got some things that we're very concerned with here for the Steelers. But are they going to win this ball game? Uh, they're eight and a half point favorites right now at the win. I think it's going to be a 34-20 to 20 Steeler win. I think they're going to win and win pretty handily. The Browns over the past few weeks have been in close games. I think on the year they've Four been Four overtime in... games. Yeah. And they just haven't proven to be able to win any of those games. Um, so I think the Steelers are going to win, and they're going to put the foot, their foot down and really stamp st- make their mark on this uh, Browns team. I agree with you, and I think it's going to be an even bigger blowout than what you said. Um, I, I could see the Steelers scoring over 40 points uh, and holding the bronze under 20. Uh, I'm going to say maybe, you know, a 42-17 to 17 type ball game. Because the champ is here! Pitt Panthers uh, coming off a very disappointing result against Notre Dame, a game that they should have had. Uh, but that game's in the rearview mirror right now we got a game against Duke coming up. Pitt has been on a bye. Uh, got two weeks off to prepare for this ball game here. Very important. The Coastal Division is still with, within our grasp here. But the fact I want to talk about right now is that this team has had two weeks to prepare. What are we going to see differently? they got to come out with something different. you got to think. I think... I don't have much faith, but in that Notre Dame game, the quick slant to Aaron Matthews worked really well. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's just the way Notre Dame was playing them or if it's a throw Pickett's comfortable with. Um, But I would like to see the offense open it up. Like, what do you have to lose? I know Pickett, like, escapes the pocket too quick and doesn't hang in there. And maybe he's not the best, but you have nothing to lose. 
right now. You actually have a shot to Well, there's win. a lot to gain. There's a lot to gain, <laughs> but you're not going to gain it. Teams are going to put nine guys in that box. Yeah. Eight, yeah. nine guys every time. And Olsen can only do so much. And Hall, they're great, but you got to take a shot every now and then. Like once or twice a game. Well, well, that that's something I wanted to bring up because, you know, I think, at least against this game against Duke, I, I think that our offensive line and our running backs are good enough to to run all over these guys. I, I really think so. Really? I, I really do. But you do need to do something to throw them off. You know, you know whether it's a deep pass. You, you know, can do you a know, flea flicker yeah, and have I, one of your receivers throw it if you don't trust it. I don't know if we're going to see a lot of deep passing here, but one thing I do think we're going to see is that I think, you know, Pickett, there's been a lot, a lot of mystery if he, he's had an injury or something with his knee, uh, you know, this season. I'm hoping that he's he's well-rested here. I think we're going to see Pickett running the ball more. You do? I, I, re- I really do. I think that see, that's... That, that's fine. I mean, I still would like more shots down the field, but even that would yeah, be great. Well, I more hope, RPOs. I hope we see some shots down the field. I'm not sure if we're going to see that. I, I think we're going to see Pickett run the ball. I really do. I'm not saying then you spread it out like Mike Leach would, but <laughs> I'm saying just like once or twice in the game, throw it more than 10 yards. Okay. Just fly together! All right, so we got this game against Duke. Do you think the Panthers are going to be able to come out on top in this one? Duke, two-and-a-half-point favorite at the win right now. This is a critical game for this Coastal. We're going to talk about their chances in the Coastal coming up here. But I want to focus on this ball game right now. Duke, they have a offensive lineman, their best offensive lineman, out for this game. They've been very spotty all year. Tell me what you think about it. I think Duke's going to win. Do you really? I do. <laughs> I think Duke's quarterback's a very good player, and he, yeah, he's been a little up and, down, up and down throughout the year. Um I hope I'm proven wrong with what I'm about to say. Pitt's defense did play very well against Notre Dame, but I think that was a lot of uh, Notre Dame maybe being a little bit more conservative. But I think Duke has the potential to air it out, and Notre Dame probably should have aired it out a little bit more on Pitt than they did the few times they did it was successful. And I still don't have 100% confidence in this defense to stop the long play. And I think David Cutcliffe and Jones are going to take advantage of that. So I'm going to say Duke in a close one, though. Okay. I, I'm actually going to pick Pitt to win this game, believe it or <laughs> not. I, I, yeah, I, I, I am. I, I'm kind of surprised I'm saying it. But, yeah, I really think we're going to be able to run on. I, I really do. I, I think we're going to be able to control the clock. And you, you look at games against similar competition in the ACC – and Pitt's actually done quite well, believe it or not. And that's why I think, uh, you know, this week off, two weeks to prepare, I, I feel like, you know, this is where they got to bring it here. And, and I think they're going to do so. Well, that being said, you think they're going to lose. I think they're going to win. Uh, what do you think their chances are to win this Coastal Division? Because, it, you know, if they win out, they, they win it, surprisingly as that is. You know, they control their own destiny. They're in the driver's seat, however you want to call it. Uh, what, what do you think their chances are? Um, I think they have decent chances. Even though I think they're going to lose this week, I think they're going to win one of the games where we don't think they're going to win against Tech or Miami. Well, I mean, if you saw Georgia Tech or uh, Virginia Tech last night, they looked awful. I know, but that's 
partly Georgia Tech, too, um, and how odd they are at times. And if you're not disciplined, then you're going to lose easily to them. But I think Pitt has a decent chance. I just, this Coastal, could you say it's the worst division in all Power Five? I, uh, or one of the Pac-12s? Maybe the Pac-12 South, maybe. Um so yeah, it, it's it's or the Big Ten West, who who's not very oh, good yeah, either. Oh yeah, that's true. Especially <laughs> this week, Hornybrook looks like he may be out. He's in concussion protocol, and if they drop another one, yeah, I think it's between those three. So Pitt has a shot. It still doesn't mean Pitt's a good football team. It no, just speaks no. more about this coastal. I think at the end of the day, though, you have to look at talent, and I think the talent of Virginia Tech and Miami will ultimately win out. Okay. Uh, I think they do. I think they have a fair shot. I, I think, think they, they have a, a decent shot, but that's that, just how bad the other teams they, they are. They have a puncher's chance, but they haven't shown the consistency. Correct. To, and, you know, you know, could they win any of these games? Absolutely. Could they but, lose but all But they could lose any right. of them either. I think we're really – this is, I think, you know, regardless of what they do the rest of the season, I think this is the most critical game. What's the Be- next one on their schedule? Well, it's the next one, but also, you know, you had two weeks off, and I keep preaching about this. This is going to tell you, is this coaching staff really smart enough, you know, to out-scheme somebody and get these boys ready to play? I think that this is what this game is all about. And if they can't come out here and, and you know, have a good showing in this game, I'm really going to have my doubts about this ball club going forward. I don't know about y'all, but I want to win a national We're going to switch gears here, talk a little professional wrestling. Uh, history is going to be made this Sunday. Uh, WWE, first ever all-women's pay-per-view event streaming live on the WWE Network, which you could sign up for and get a free trial. That is still available, that offer. Otherwise, it's $9.99 a month. You cannot beat it. And I want to talk about the the historic importance of this event, not just within the realm of professional wrestling, but in terms of sports in general, an all-women show in a predominantly male-dominated sport that has mostly male fans are putting on a show that is an all-women's pay-per-view. Tell, talk to me a little bit about what you think the historic importance of this event is. I think it's okay. Just I think, okay. I think it's good for the WWE to do. I think, though, they still need to elevate some of these women more. more. Okay, and well, this I is a start, is it not? It is, but I think on those bigger pay-per-views such as WrestleMania and maybe Survivor Series having some of the women matches headline those what? events. I know there's a lot of speculation about this upcoming WrestleMania. We'll see when it gets closer what actually happens with that. Um, I think it's a good step. Um, but I still think they need to develop some of the the not as popular bigger names wrestlers yeah, women yeah. wrestlers a little bit more for this card to be ultimately successful for top to bottom i think some people are going to turn in just for certain matches and i think as a whole they need to develop the women's division 
more so from the bottom up a little bit better. Well, and this is certainly a, an opportunity to do so. Correct. There, there's no doubt about that. Uh, but they're also bringing back some older women, some. which is great to showcase them in this. But they have, what, three older women and Alexa Bliss in the match? It's just kind of it, like that kind of it's kind of a weird pairing to me. Well, yeah, it, it's it's a little interesting. Uh, so like I'd rather see like Alexa Bliss and Trish versus a current day wrestler and like, you know, you, you could someone make else. you could make an argument for that. But I will say this Lita, if you look at your your top two matches that are headlined in this card, uh, you have Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, who are you know, the the two top dogs uh, in women's wrestling right now. Then you have Ronda, an international superstar, going up against who you could argue is the second most popular, uh, if you go across all pop culture, wrestler in Nikki Bella. Who would be first, Ronda? Ronda. And then and I then don't you know. can make, you an, argu- make an argument that Nikki's more popular across everything. You, you maybe could. And, you know, she hasn't been out of the game that long. It's not like they brought somebody back from 20 years no, ago. No, no, no. I think that was a good move to bring them back and um, what they've they've done recently. I just, for me, there's not much that I'm tuning into other really? than the main event. Other than the main event. The two okay. main events. Do we know which one's the real? We do. We do not. Okay. A long drive. This ball is out of here. Well, speaking of this, of the two possible main events here, uh, you know, what match are you most looking forward to on this card? Because I think that there uh, is a lot. I'm unlike a lot of shows, you know, the WWE puts on. You could say a lot of, you know, well, I'm not care about, you know, this tag team title match, or I'm not, I don't care about, you know, these two guys fighting for the Intercontinental title. I'm very interested in every, legitimately every match on this card. Okay, well, um, ever, uh, what was the show in Australia called? The pay per view, the showdown, super showdown, super showdown. During super showdown, I guess I mean I've watched Ronda Rousey, but that match was spectacular. Just to see her pure physicality for me, and I know she's like picked up Triple H and thrown him around, but. I'm just amazed by Rhonda's pure athletic ability, and you knew he, she was good. Um, and I just want to clear the air on some other podcasts. My name's been kind of dragged through the mud, saying that I've, you know, a fan of Nikki Bella. And I do like Nikki Bella to a certain extent, but when you put Nikki Bella up against Rhonda Rousey, it's no contest for me. Rhonda should win this easily, and she they should push her from now until WrestleMania as the main content, the main champion and the main person everyone's vying for. And if she doesn't headline WrestleMania, I think that's a big mistake. Well, we're going to be talking about that in a little bit here. Uh, I, I'm, I, I would say that I, I don't see any way Ronda loses this match. You know, I think she, uh, you know, it's an attraction to see here. I think she goes out. And she's I want gonna... her to win clean. I don't want like a Brie Bella heel turn. Oh, I don't. I don't think that's I, going I'm just. To I just want it. I want her to flip both Bella twins and fling them over the ring, and Ronda just be overpower yeah, I, everyone. I, I, you know, she puts on a show every time. I'm very interested mm-hmm. to see it. But also, you got this last woman standing match. Charlotte and Becky are going to be going at it. These are two of the best right here, 
And I think this is, you know, whoever comes out on top here, you'd think this is going to be the, the war to settle the score here. It's going to be interesting to see who's going to have the title going forward into Survivor Series, into the WrestleMania season. So that's probably the match I'm, I'm most focused on. But also, you know, you got to talk about this, this Battle Royal is going to be very good. The NXT women's title is going to be on the line. Very interested in that one. This is going to be, this is an excellent show. I can't stress it enough. They don't respect you! This ain't 1976! It ain't 1968! It's 2016! They don't respect! They're gonna find out! So, we talked a lot about the good happening in, in WWE right now. We do have to talk about a sad, uh, a very, very sad uh, part of it right now. The big dog, Roman Reigns, uh, the Universal Champion, he announced on Monday... Just out of nowhere, he his leukemia has come back, and he has after had to, eleven years after eleven years, and he's had to relinquish the title, and he is going to be taking a leave of absence. And believe it or he, believe me when I say this, he will beat this. He will be back. You can't count out the big dog right now. Uh, so of course, all of the prayers and thoughts from the Keystone Connection podcast go out to the big dog and his family. Uh, we are with you, brother. And we, we cannot wait to see you back healthy in that ring. And it is just just an awful, just a shame to see a guy at the top of his profession uh, go down like that. But, you know. Down big, but not out. Down but not out. That It was not a retirement. He made sure to tell everybody that. Uh, so he is, he is going to be out for a while. He was the face of the WWE. But now... Somebody's going to have to step up and take that spot. Who do you see taking that spot? Who is the big draw? The big dog has headlined WrestleMania the past four years. Somebody new is going to be headlining it this year. Who's it going to be? Well, I think this is an opportunity for WWE to put put their foot behind the women a little bit. Yeah. And give them more main event on Raw and main event on SmackDown. And I think the opportunity is there for Ronda, Charlotte, or Becky. And or To be Becky. the face of the WWE? Mm-hmm. I think all three can take it. If they get pushed properly and develop some interesting storylines. Because as much as I also enjoy Becky and Charlotte's matches... Um, you know how I feel about the same match ha- happening over and over and over mm-hmm. again. So they need some fresh angles with that. Um, so from the the women's side, I think that is definitely um, they should definitely push them more and use them in more um, highlighting roles. There, I'm interested to see your thoughts on. Do you think Elias will get a greater push now? Well, he turned. He just there's the he had a face turn right with. Well, um, Corbin. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, they're going to... He doesn't strike me as the guy. Who's the yeah. guy then to you? That's the thing. I don't know. Isn't that a yeah. problem with WWE yeah. that they don't have... I mean, they have Brock and Cena, but they're part-time guys. Yeah. Super part-time guys. Well, well, I think Ronda is the woman. There's no doubt about that. No, but I and mean she, beyond just women. Well, I think she she can she is the draw. I think she's the top draw at this point as somebody who's on every week. 
I think she, I think she is the one, and I think she needs very, to develop her mic skills more. Well, I think she's done very good. Well, the past couple weeks, she's gotten better. Yes, she's gotten better. I think there's very good shot that she headlines that WrestleMania card. Uh, but if you're talking about somebody else, Braun Strowman, this is a guy who was white hot, uh, maybe not quite white hot, maybe red hot uh, earlier this year, has cooled off, uh, and now. You know, there's WWE sitting there needing a champion. I think it could be this guy, and we'll see if he can regain all that momentum he had. But I who would he, could... he go against? Like, what's what's well, the he's, feud he, Well, be... he's fighting Brock Lesnar for the title. Yeah, but Crown how many Jewel. times can we see that over Well, we've and only over seen again. it once before. We've but, only... I mean... Well, Brock's going to go away, we, we think. So, if he, Braun Strowman, wins this, uh, you know, it looks like he's got a feud with Drew McIntyre coming up here. That interests uh, me 0%. <laughs> well... Well, you gotta give it. You gotta, you gotta give it a is, chance. My thing is, if I'm, you know, a casual wrestling fan at best, and if I'm reading in bed watching, and you have Raw on, what's gonna make me stop and put my book down? Who's that person? That's. I'd say right now it's probably just Ronda Rousey. Correct. Yeah. That's a problem. Well, how is that a problem? Why can't because why can't Ronda no, be the face? Ronda can be the face. Who else? One person can't carry a three-hour show every week. Well, I'll say this. You can only have one person at the top. No, you can have multiple. If you look back traditionally, you only had one person at the top. So, are you saying who was the face, Rock or Stone Cold? Stone Cold was the man until until Stone Cold went away, and then Rock was the man. But Rock was a good 1B to Stone's 1A. Yeah, but you could argue he wasn't the guy until until Stone Cold left. Okay. That's a debate for another show that we'll be talking about, which make sure you got to subscribe on the Keystone Connection podcast on, on iTunes or whatever you use so you could get our special Stone Cold and Rock episode that may, that may be coming <laughs> down. I got to do a lot of research. <laughs> that may be coming down the line. I'm undefeated, never lost. All right, we're going to finish up our show here talking a lot of National Basketball Association. NBA season has tipped off. It is in full swing here. And, you know, the NBA is is some good stuff. There's no doubt about that. I love this game. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about it here. we got several questions lined up. Uh, first one, the thing everybody's talking about, the Golden State Warriors. These guys are so good. <laughs> Do you have anybody... Other than the Warriors uh, winning this title in the NBA, and who who do you think is going to even challenge them? No, and I think there's a lot of talk about the Rockets trying to get Jimmy Butler. To me, it doesn't matter. I think the Warriors are going to win, and they're going to win pretty handedly. Um, I think the Celtics are going to come out of the East, and I think the it may be like a 4-1, 4-2 series. It's not going to be seven games close. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. Do you think the Celtics? Or do you I, think a lot of people like the Raptors? The, the Raptors, I think, could. But I'll tell you something right now. This Tatum cat. He's he, so he, good. He's good. I thought the Sixers should have drafted him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, the Sixers really blew that I draft. mean, and if they have I, Kyrie... <laughs> And they have Hayward and even, like, Morris off the bench and Smart and Rozier. Horford, like, it's—and they're just so well coached. And 
right now scoring is up tremendously in the NBA. I know it's early. Celtics play defense. But they can't stop the Warriors. Yeah, nobody can stop them. Uh, The Rockets, you could say they might have a... I think Carmelo really hurts them. I really do. What if the Rockets get Butler? I already shared my thoughts uh, on that. Yeah, it would help. But I'll even say this. I don't even think that the Rockets are the biggest challenger in the West to the Warriors. It's got to be the Lakers. No, it's not. They're yeah. trashed. <laughs> uh, the Lakers? LeBron Well, let's transition this. into another question. Here. We are. We are. I don't know about y'all, but I want to win a national So, the Lakers with LeBron. You're questioning. You wrote this down. You're questioning, are they even going to make the playoffs? And I'm telling you that they're destined to be at least in the Western Conference Finals. Because if LeBron... That's garbage. You are so ridiculous. This is going to be an unbearable NBA season watching this If LeBron can take the Cavs, who had nobody good, to the Finals, what was it, four straight years, and actually beat the Warriors in one of them, what is he going to do in L.A.? With a Showtime team. Okay. He's got Lonzo, who's been playing excellent the past two games since Rondo uh, got sat down. You got Ingram, good young player. Kuzma's been showing up. We got JaVel McGee. That's a good get. You got to like him. This team, I'm telling you, and they're going to grow throughout the year, and then they're going to add somebody at the deadline because you know people want to be a part of this brand. You didn't even list... One of the best young stars, Josh Hart. Yep, good off the bench. He's gonna he's gonna be one of the key pieces moving forward. He plays the be- one of the best with LeBron out of that core. But okay, the the difference between the Cavs getting to the finals and the Lakers this year getting to the Western Conference Finals is the West is so tough. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about it. And this Lakers team compared to that Cavs team with Kyrie, this Lakers team is so much worse than that. It's just ridiculous. This Lakers team, there's a reason they're what? One and three, one and four on the year? It's early, but those they're wins two, and losses two, matter. They have two wins. Two? Yeah, we beat the Nuggets last night. Okay. The Nuggets, they may even make the playoffs. Well, they're over. not as good as the Lakers. No, they may make the playoffs over the Lakers. If the Lakers get in, they're going to be an eight seed. And do you know who they'd have to play in that first <laughs> I'm round? I'm well aware. I'm well aware. They'd be lucky to get a seven seed. Let me just put it that way. I'm going to end this discussion here saying. We got a whole season. Did you see LeBron on the shop on HBO? Yeah, twice. He is focused. He is ready to go. And he's going to take down anybody in his path. LeBron stopped the playing defense. When he needs to, he will. No, he won't. Lonzo had five steals last night. LeBron, I'm not talking about Lonzo. Lonzo will play the defense. Their team defense is garbage. But when we're scoring 150 points a game, it don't matter. Woo! What a hit! Denzel Ward! You got barbecue back there? And you didn't invite me? Hurt my feelings! So, we all know NBA is a player's league. Uh, who do you see winning this MVP 
uh, of the NBA this year. Uh, a lot of good candidates, obviously. Uh, most of them out west. Uh, in fact, maybe all of them out west. Uh, who, who do you got in MVP? Well, you could make a case for Kawhi as a candidate. You could make make a case for maybe Kyrie. Um, you could make a case. Let's see who else. There's not not much there, but uh, I'm actually gonna go with Steph Curry. And now people don't think he'll win, and he may not because of Durant and Durant maybe taking some votes. And, yeah. But Steph Curry already looks so good. He's insane. The other night he dropped 50 and they didn't even play in the fourth quarter. And just what he's doing out there. And I think this uh, Warriors team's just just going to plow through everyone. So I'm going to go with Steph Curry. That's interesting. Uh, it, I want to pick LeBron to win it. it but... It's kind of like Jordan, where they didn't want to give it to him all the time. That might you know, happen with Steph. It might. It might. That's why I'm going to say Anthony Davis is going to win it. I mean, you know, he's going to take the Pels to the playoffs. And you think so? If they make the playoffs, LeBron definitely might not. The Pels were a three seed last year. It's not like they were on the bubble. Yeah, but when you look three through eight, though, they were separated by like two games last year. And the Pels didn't advance, did they? Yeah, they uh, yeah, won they that first got the, round. They got to the second round. You don't, you don't think they can do it? What, LeBron and the yeah, Lakers? You, you don't, I you think have no they're going to squeak in, in as a 7 or 8 seed. All right. Okay. But they're not, but then they're going to get bounced. If, if they play the Rockets or the Warriors or, okay, let's go even if the Lakers get the 6 seed. They're not as good as the Pels. They have no one that can stop Davis, so they're LeBron. gonna get bounced there. No. Just fly together. So let's talk about what we're all most interested in here, and that's the Philadelphia 76ers. We gotta talk about these guys. Uh, the Westgate has them at 53 and a half wins over under on the season. Uh, do you think that they are going to get better than that? And what seed do you think they're going to get in the playoffs? And how far do you think this team can go? I think they're going to do a little under. They had 52 wins last year. And remember, what they won, were on a 16-game win streak at the end of the year. And their schedule was trash at the end of the year. Um, so I think they're going to be slightly under. Maybe even 52-53 because shown early on, the mistakes they made uh, in the playoffs last year and just as an entire season, they, can't, they cannot guard. They cannot stop anyone lately. Um, and it just it just isn't working right. It doesn't look right out there. So I think they're going to be a three or four seed. And I still think that's a success for them because – I don't expect them to be better than the Celtics or the Raptors. Yeah, they they don't have the stars to compete with those guys. Unless Simmons really takes the next step. Do you know what I want to see? That's, I that's see, been the big thing. I want to see Simmons <clears throat> drive to the basket every play for like 14 straight possessions. Because no one can stop him. Yeah. just yeah. I just want him to take over more games and he hasn't done that yet and i don't know i don't know why and i think he should 
I'd rather see him down the stretch going one-on-one with guys than Embiid. Just have Embiid clear out and Simmons go one-on-one. Yeah, I, I'm going to say that they're going to get slightly more wins than than their projection, mainly because they play in the East, and the East ain't that good. Uh, you know, there's two teams that are clearly better than them, and they're probably a little bit better than the rest of the teams in the East because nobody has anybody that, that can match up with Embiid and Simmons. And I, I think it's that simple. And I, I just don't, I don't see them beating either of those teams in the playoffs, unfortunately. Right now. Clear the deck! Cannonball coming! Look out, Allegheny River! There she goes! So, we got to talk about what are you most looking forward to for the Sixers this season. You've already kind of given your prediction, but what is the storyline that you're going to be watching for the most? Can they play defense? And can they play hard? And can they... Uh, those close games, they've already had a few close games, and they haven't been able to finish. Can they finish and not make the stupid mistakes down the stretch? Yeah. Robert Covington. Um, so the just the maturity and the ability to win close games is what I'm going to watch. And I think that starts on the defensive end and not creating stupid term, turnovers, too. Those just Can they win those close games at the end of the game? Uh, that was terrible against the Celtics last year. That was just absolutely awful. And it, but they but the they've carried that over. I, that's, that's how they've that's looked. That's a problem. And like that's Sark has started slow, and there's just been a lot uh, that hasn't been great for them. But they they played tomorrow night again, so we'll see if they can, they play against the Hornets I, tomorrow I, night. I think what I'm most looking, my what I'm most interested in is this Markel Fultz. You know, this guy who the Sixers took first overall in the draft, and. He's supposed to be your third big star to go with Simmons and Embiid. And so far, he has not shown. Now, he's had very limited time. He's been hurt. But we got to see some progress from this guy. Because right now, they traded up to get him from the number three spot. And they passed on Lonzo. And they passed on Tatum. I think passing on Lonzo, we, we have very different views on Lonzo. But I think Lonzo and Simmons you, you, wouldn't have been a I good I understand combo. that. But if you're talking about the quality of the player. Lonzo's been injury ridden too. He has been, but he's shown that he, he's got the goods. And and Tatum looks like he's an excellent player as well. And, well, Tatum's going to be. Tatum, that, that was a huge mistake. And, and Fultz does not look good so far. So we got to see some improvement from this guy. We got to see some, some shooting and scoring ability. And I think that's going to be the thing I'm looking forward to most because, you know, if they are going to beat the Raptors and the Celtics, they need another big star. And he's got to be the guy. Down the stretch they come. We are running out of time here. We got to talk about our big things to look forward to this weekend. I'm going to kick it off right now uh, talking about this cocktail party, which is going to be taking on place at 3.30 on Saturday. In Jacksonville, we got the Dogs, we got the Gators. Dogs are favored by about seven points right now at the win. Tell me who you like in this one, because this is an eliminator game, and and not just the SEC East, but for the playoff. I'm going with the the Georgia Bulldogs. I think Florida's pretty good, but and Georgia just hasn't been able to put it together. And this is a game we'll see if they can. But the few times I've watched Georgia this year. That team speed on defense, I haven't seen anyone like it this year. They just swarm the ball. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, 
that they are tough on defense, but I'm picking the Gators in this game. Uh, maybe even the win outright. Uh, I, I think the Gators are going to do it, and I'll tell you why. Because they got a tremendous pass rush. Very impressed with them so far. Their their edge rushers are, are fierce, and Georgia looked overwhelmed against LSU a couple weeks ago. I think they're going to face that same kind of heat here. I think it's going to be a low scoring ball game, and I'm I'm picking picking the Gators to win this thing. And they're going to be them, and that's going to put Kentucky uh, in. In uh, the driver's seat in the SEC East, I believe. Next week. They're playing Georgia next week. But uh, they've already beaten Florida. So, I think they have one loss. Yeah, to Florida. No, they beat Florida. I mean, Uh, they lost. They lost to somebody. Was it LSU? No. They didn't play LSU. They they did lose. They lost to somebody. Uh, We'll have to find out who that somebody is. I believe they play Missouri this week. And I think Missouri is favored. Uh, so that's a big game for Kentucky. Yeah. What else you got? Um, I got I'm gonna finish up with the last two things here. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go Penn State Iowa. Oh, okay. Um, I think that's uh, a really important game. Iowa actually has. They only got one loss. They only got one loss. Um, this game's being played in Iowa. No, it's, it's in State in, College. In, yeah. I said Iowa because it feels like every big game Penn State's at home, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but. Both these teams, since Ohio State lost, still have a shot. Um, yeah, uh, Iowa, could, Iowa, Iowa could. Iowa run, controls the their table, own destiny. Yeah, they're, they're there. Um, so I think that's a big game. And then I'm going to finish up here with, of course, the World Series. we got three games starting right now uh, in about eight <laughs> minutes, uh, depending on when you listen to this podcast. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And the Dodgers are holding on to dear life. And they need to at least win uh, starting Friday night. Um, going down 3-0 against this Red Sox. This Red Sox team won over 110 games, and that is not by any accident. So um, I think I think that's something to watch for. Of course, the World Series is something always to watch for. Yeah, it's it's going to be this – this is a must-win game. For the Dodgers, and I would say even the next game is a must-win game for the yeah, Dodgers. Yeah, go two-two. They, they, they probably yeah. have to go two-two. Can Bellinger please just start the game? That's all. That's all I want. I haven't looked up the lineups for tonight. But I, 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 hope I think so. so. I hope so. We're we're cheering for the Dodgers here on this podcast. Uh, I think that's pretty evident. Um, so that's all. That's it. That's all she wrote. We had an excellent show here. Uh, we're gonna be talking a whole lot of NBA. And uh, we're also going to be talking next week. We're going to talk, be talking a little NHL too. Penguins have kicked off. We haven't gotten to them yet. Uh, they've looked pretty good so far. Some questionable things on defense. So make sure you keep a lookout for that. Look out for this Austin and Rock podcast that we have coming up. Big time special here on the Keystone Connection. Uh, we'll be talking about how the local teams did coming up. We'll even be recapping this huge Evolution pay per view, women's pay per view. We'll also be looking forward to the big crown jewel controversial pay-per-view coming up next week we also got a huge ufc card next week we'll be talking about the black beast in dc going at it it's going to be a huge week for the keystone connection make sure you keep it locked here thank you Today-